Good morning from the Jersey Shore. It is Monday, May 8th. Um, we had a fantastic Friday. Hopefully you guys did as well as I did on Friday. Um, I want to start out by uh, looking at, and I'm on a different, I'm in a different room. I'm in a bedroom here down at the beach, at the beach house. Um, we're heading back tomorrow, so I'll be back at the quote-unquote standing desk tomorrow in New Jersey. But um, I want to start look at SPY. And remember, SPY, I said, hey, this, this cap of 420, around 420, we're getting close. It's at 412. In pre-market, you're at 413. Um, that's the big resistance. So what am I doing? Personally, I'm trimming some of my more risky investments, uh, things that I don't believe in. I'm not trimming, trimming Apple, but I am trimming things that are of risk. Um, specifically things that are a little bit larger um, in my portfolio where I may be uh, dollar cost averaging, but they're one year long. Uh, I am not cutting short term. I am cutting long term and taking some gains. Um, and I'm not going to pause. Come on. I'm just going to – you guys can watch on, on YouTube if you want, but the dog needed to come in. So um, – but I'm not. I'm trimming those those long term risky ones. Uh, but I am doing it in a tax advantaged way, where I am um, uh, trimming just ones that I've held for more than one year. So I'm not calling a, a red flag and saying, "Hey, we've hit the peak. We're going down." If you cross 420, and I've said this before, you are looking at 470 up in this neighborhood as the next target. It's not the next resistance level, it's the next target. I would say from a weekly standpoint, 450 would be the next resistance level. But there's a couple of big things. And, and again, if you have TrendSpider, this is a simple chart. This is just showing chart patterns of ascending and descending wedges, and it's a weekly of SPY. There is nothing else on this chart other than my moving averages. So you should have this. And if you don't have TrendSpider, and you want to look at things when I'm away, I'm on vacation, blah, blah, blah. Get TrendSpider. There's a link down below. DP, DP, uh, DSP25 gets you 25% off. Um, so I, I wanted to take a look at that. That's a big one. But the big things this week, there's three big things this week. Um, uh, there is the inflation number on Tuesday. There is the producer price index on uh, uh, Wednesday. And then there's the big issue tomorrow, which is the debt ceiling uh, meeting at the White House. That has a chance of actually moving markets with just what comes out of that meeting. If we come out of that meeting with some type of debt ceiling, hey, things are moving in the right direction and the talks are going well, that's where I think you see 450 in the cards. Um, and then when a deal is actually signed, I'd say you see 470 in the cards, as long as inflation stays under control. If inflation shows that it's still in the market, uh, I think that the Fed is going to look at maybe continuing to raise. And, and what does the bond market tell us? You can see here just from Fidelity's bond. Remember when we were looking at these and the one year was almost at 5.5%, the nine month was at 5%. Um, all of this stuff was, was super, super high. Well, now your CDs, which are private issues, are, are, are paying more. 
And that's because Fidelity needs to attract people to put money into their fund, into their uh, deposits. It's not anything more than that. You can get 5%, 5.15 over a year. But remember, CDs are locking your money up. You get penalties if you pull money out. If you get a U.S. Treasury at 4.77 for one year or even 4.8 or get the six month that's yielding 5.06, look at this. You could tie your money up for six months or three months and guarantee yourself an annual. It's not going to pay you 5%. It's going to be an annual percentage equivalent to 5%. So for three months, if you want to tie your money up and wait for um, maturity, you're perfectly fine. That's going to get you 5% and maybe we're in a more stable situation. Um, but bond rates will guide this market as they go down. You see this goes up. Um, you know, as the, as the bond rates go up, you're going to see that stuff move down. Um, so a couple of things, uh, the private Facebook group, we talked about Pepicoin and PooCoin. Uh, Pepicoin is continuing its meteoric rise. Uh, you can see the chart right here. Um, PooCoin is one that, uh, Brittany bitch brought up. It is kind of deflating, if you will. Uh, this is a one month chart of it. So it's down there. Is it coming back? Well, I kind of posed it to my um, uh, high net worth group, which is Long Angle, longangle.com. And to join, you have to have a certain amount of money. You have to prove yourself. You have to be referred by a member, blah, blah, blah. So it is a, um, a, a cultivated group of very big people. And one member runs a nine-figure uh, crypto hedge fund. And when I mean nine-figure, that's three commas, two commas? I don't know. But it is a significant uh, crypto fund that has, on average, return uh, thirty to forty percent, I believe, um, even up to fifty percent in good years, over fifty percent in other years. But it's been around for a while, and he has been—he's very well known in the crypto world, um, and he's made a lot of long angle members uh, a lot of money by investing in his crypto fund. He said, "Pepe and PooCoin—they're uh, likened to a, a slot machine." Um, it, that was one of the comments on the thread that I had, but this particular hedge fund manager said, stick to Ethereum and Bitcoin, forget everything else. Ethereum and Bitcoin are the two that you want to stick with. If you're not a seasoned coin investor, leave the risk up to smaller, uh, style, uh, people. And if you're going to risk it, make sure that you're putting in a small portion of your portfolio, not a large port. Small portion of your portfolio means less than 1%. So take your overall portfolio, uh, times it by 0.01, and that's the amount that you should be risking in Pepe and Poo. There have been uh, uh, people who have turned Pepe coin $3,000 into $3 million. So it is something that, that is up there. Um, but he said, hey, it's not worth the risk. Not worth the risk at all. Um, this weekend, Buffett meeting, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Buffett and Charlie Munger were on stage for a record amount of time uh, talking about tons and tons of things. Uh, one thing that Munger kind of reiterated, and he said it before, commercial real estate is is, their, is a big focus on the downside. Um, they mentioned their, their holding of Oxy. They're not looking to take uh, control of Oxy, but they do own more than 20% of it. Um, you can see Berkshire Hathaway on the four-hour algorithm right here. It got you out on Friday, 6.82%. 
typically what you're looking for in Berkshire is an entry. And you're looking for an entry under the 200-day, just like this one back in March 27, 302. It's a great move. Um, I would expect this one to be up even more this morning just because they're, they, they, they mentioned Apple. Um, uh, in fact, uh, Warren Buffett said Apple. People will spend $30,000, $40,000 on a second car, um, and they will give that up, uh, trim their second car in order to buy a, set, a, a new iPhone. So, um, But Berkshire's profit in the Q1, up over 12%. In pre-market, it is up 1.4% at 3.28. So you're probably going to get another cross up here. It's kind of on it's on downside. Um, but yeah, Berkshire, just great. Uh, I was watching and reading some articles on some of the regional banks like PacWest, um, P-A-C-W, uh, and, and W-A-L. Uh, they're still going up, and they're going up big. You can see PacWest down here. It was about the low was 248. You're at 575. So you've more than doubled your money at this point if you did invest in PacWest. Um, they were saying that these just aren't out of the woods yet. So people smarter than us who tune into this podcast and everybody, it's not worth it. Uh, it is similar to uh, you know FRC, First Republic. It is similar to Silicon Valley. When you just invested in these and, you know, you could, I'd rather see you wait till 10 and get to 20, than put it into five and get to zero because you will lose out. If these, these folks are taken over by the FDIC and they don't have enough money, you will see, you will go to zero. So where, where's your short term? In my mind, your short term bet, if you want to bet on these, it's DPST. DPST is up 7% in pre-market to $5.15. You'll remember I said that I thought $5.50 was where it was going to stretch to um, before we saw another downside. Um, If you got into this in the $3 range, fantastic. Take your profits. Uh, One that I do think is safe for the long term, and if you want, it's not going to zero, is Schwab. Schwab, you're trading at $50.06. So I would get it in the four, uh, $40 range, the four handle. Uh, that's the one that I would go to. Uh, Apple, I posted on the private Facebook group, the Apple returns over the years. Um, it's gotten most, it just know, here's the thing that you have to know about Apple. And I pointed this out. Most of these returns, if we just look and we'll look at, let's look at a monthly because we're going to go all the way back. Look at that chart. Uh, most of these returns post, I'd say, 2013, 2012, somewhere in that neighborhood, most of these returns are from buying back the stock. It's not from growth. It's not from a huge amount of uh, you know, product innovation. Um, it's the services store that's growing. Essentially, what these guys do is they make a ton of cash, and they take that cash, and they buy back stock. That's where this one's coming from. So in the short term, uh, on the four-hour algorithm, uh, it does have a secondary cross-up. Remember how I said, hey, this looks like a button hook right before earnings, and I would get it probably, if you can get it in the 150 range, I would absolutely do it. I don't think it ever touched that. No, it never touched 150 rates. But you're at 173. In pre-market, you're down 0.3% at 173.05. 
If you can get this in the 160s, I'd say get it in the 160s. I don't think it's a great trade, but for a long-term investor, I think the 160s is a good move. If you can get this in the 150s and it comes back down here to cover this, this gap, I think you're doing really well by loading up down there. Um, I, I've told long-term listeners when it was in the 120s, I think a lot of people loaded up in the 120s. I was saying buy it as it did. Look at that. You had a 17% gain, but this you just don't sell it. You look for entry points in this one. You just don't sell it. Um, CPI and PPI are coming out Wednesday and Thursday this week. They'll be catalysts. Um, oil is up. If we go to Finviz and we look down here um, and we go to crude oil, oil is up 2.71. Natural gas is up 3.32. Oil is UCO and SCO. Take a look at them. Trade whichever one you want. Uh, natural gas, this is uh, Boyle, B-O-I-L, and K-O-L-D. You can trade those. Boyle is in a crazy, crazy slot. And some people have messaged me saying that, hey, you're going to kill me because I got into Boyle and I haven't necessarily gotten out. Still doesn't have a buy on the four-hour algorithm. I'd be super, super careful. Even though it's a record low uh, on the long term, you can take. This is a decaying asset. It does not gain in asset value unless the price of, uh, of natural gas goes up. And when natural gas goes up, this goes up. But when it gets down here towards one, you have to worry about the reverse split. And we can talk about reverse split with, I think KOLD may have had one recently. Yep. No, I guess not. Let's look at a weekly though. Let's go to a weekly of KOLD. You can see the chart that I said of KOLD and it just took off. But right here you can see it goes reverse split. One stock, uh, you know, gets you four stocks, gets you one stock. It's a reverse split. You don't want to be caught in that because you literally will never get out of that. So be careful trading these commodities like oil and natural gas. You want to trade them. You don't want to own them. All of those, UCO, SCO, Boyle, and KOLD, they're actually decaying assets. Uh, another thing in the Facebook group, along with the tap, uh, Apple earnings and all of the Apple articles that I posted over the weekend, is Tesla. Um, Tesla, this is a Motley Fool article, and it is for Motley Fool um, subscribers, which my dad is, so I get access to it. And I posted it in the private Facebook group. What does Motley Fool say? Motley Fool says buy Tesla. They think it's beaten down enough. Uh, I, the algorithm said buy at 163.17. You're trading at 173. Do I think it's too uh, expensive at this point? I don't think so. It tried to touch this 147 gap back here that was created Jan in January. It hasn't gotten to it. Uh, there is another gap up here at 176 to about 181. That one may be where it's going to, but if we pull this back even further, this is the gap that if it gets near 200, I think we start to chase it, is 259 to 262. I think that gap is close enough. I think it gets there at some point in time. Do I think you're, you're foolish for buying at 173? I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of your time frame. Uh, I think it's a good, good option. Uh, Zscaler reported earnings. And again, if you want to see earnings, uh, go to earningswhispers.com. You can see it. Uh, actually, they didn't report earnings. They have earnings coming up on May 25th. Let me see, because they have a huge pop today for some reason. Um, oh, they pre-announced strong fiscal Q3 earnings. That's what it is. 
uh, and it's soaring. It is up 20% to 107. This one on Friday had a cross up at $89. It's taking CrowdStrike. It's taking um, uh, Palo Alto Networks. It's taking them all with them. They're not up as much as Zscaler. Uh, you can see Zscaler. Again, $89 was the buy. I wouldn't touch it today. Any reaction is an overreaction, but they pre-announced earnings, uh, which is a good sign because CrowdStrike has their, just had their earnings. Their earnings are coming up later, but you just had the cross up at 122. This one's trading at 127. Um, Pan W, which is Palo Alto Networks, they had their earnings back here in February. Their earnings are coming up May 23rd. You had a cross up at 183. You're trading at 188. Uh, if Zscaler had that kind of earnings, then uh, uh, it's going to be good for Palo Alto as well, I would think. Now, here's the thing. Fortinet had their earnings. They're up 3.1%. This is the only uh, cybersecurity that is actually making positive cash flow. I, don't, I haven't looked at the results of Zscaler, <clears throat> so I don't know for sure. <clears throat> but I do think uh, this one is a good one. Uh, you know, I, I, I think any... Any cybersecurity, whether it's Zscaler, whether it's CrowdStrike, whether it's PanW, the one that I have in my uh, in my core portfolio is PanW. But personally, I own CrowdStrike and I own PanW. Uh, my dad owns Fortinet, which is the one that's making money. So let's talk about some scans. I posted in the private Facebook group all the scans. I am not going to go over all of them. I'm going to go over some of them. I've got Vanguard funds, uh, VUG. Uh, VXUS, VEA, VNQ, VBK, uh, sectors XLK, XLRE. We can look at XLK. That is the technology. Uh, this is one that I probably should have in the core portfolio. I took it out. I personally own this one. And the reason I own it is just because take a look at what XLK has in it. Uh, over the long term, this has made tons of money. Now, this one from March 15th, all the way up here till April 24th, 6% gain. Just got you in on April 28th. This is gonna be another cross up. This is a secondary cross up here on March 5th. Uh, you're up, you're down 0.15. I think if you can get this at the 144 range, which I think you might if we have some catalysts on the downside today. Uh, I think you might. Apple, talked about Apple. This has a secondary cross up. Uh, right after earnings, you're up here. Again, we went over this. I think if you can get this in the 160s, I think you're doing really well. Their ex-dividend date, they raised their dividend by 4%. Their dividend is nothing. It's the $90 billion buyback, which is why you want to buy in at 160 because they're going to be fighting to buy it in the 160s, I believe. Um, IGM, which is a clean energy um, uh, tech sector, expanded tech sector, uh, this one, has a cross up here at 337. It's an ascending wedge. God, imagine if you could have gotten that at 313. You're up 20%, 10%. I'm sorry, 10% on this one. Uh, and that's on the ETF. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, we went over PanW. PayPal has a cross up. Um, let's look at this one because um, Square or Block just, uh, just had their earnings. The earnings on PayPal are coming out. I think it's post-market today. Yep, post-market today. They just had a cross up at seventy four ninety nine. If you look at Square, uh, which had their earnings earlier, uh, they had a cross up at fifty nine ninety two. They went up to the high of sixty two there, but they're back down at fifty nine. So 
I, I think PayPal probably will do better. I think PayPal is going to do well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, TQQQ, uh, Bron- uh, Yurev just asked about TQQ. Is TQQQ a buy? Uh, TQQ had a secondary cross up here at 28.25. It is down at 28.12. Um, but here you had a secondary cross up. The initial buy was April 28th. Personal opinion. I think you've run a lot on TQQQ all the way from March here at 22. I mean, that's a big move for a, a triple levered ETF. Remember, this is a um, decaying asset as well. You've got a gap down here between 24 and 25, which hasn't been covered. It was partly covered here uh, April 25th, but it still hasn't been fully covered. Uh, you're on the upward side of this ascending wedge and the ascending wedge support is at 2825. Am I buying it right now? Probably not. There's better places to put your money if you want to risk it. But TQQQ, I I would say you wait for a pullback on that one. Yes, it could go to 30, could go to 35. Um, When you look at a longer term of TQQQ, uh, we've been in this downward cycle and on a weekly, you're still under the uh the 200 day the 200 days at 36 and you know you go all the way up here to 72 and that was jet november 2021 but again with triple levered etfs you're just hitting on the downside way too hard in order to hold uh, but is tqq by ah. again all of the scans are posted on the uh, private facebook group one that i want to bring up that i had brought up before as it was dipping down in the 280s um is Sedge, 289.74. You're at 293 pre-market. I said anything below 200, buy, or 300, buy it. Anything above 300, sell it. You can see it was eight times we counted this uh, just since November, December. Eight times you could buy it below uh, 300 and eight times you sold over 300 for like, you know, anywhere between five and 10% gain. It's a great trading stock. Um, end phase is another one. This one has been beaten down. This is a solar stock as well as solar edge. Um, 159.68 is a cross up. You've got this gap here between 185 and 217. The thing you have to worry about is end phase here. Uh, 47 PE. 47 PE. It's down 39% year to date. You are down on every sector right here. The average target price is 265. And you're down at 159. Could it be coming back? Eh, I don't know. I mean, that's a big PE. It's not as big as it has been historically. But as we continue to spend money on solar, that one's going to be big. Um, Roku is another one that came up. And this is another beaten down stock. Personally, I just don't see Roku as being viable. I think I don't think anybody's going to buy them. Uh, I don't think it's a, a big stock. But here, if we go to the daily, um, you're just under the 200-day. But the only time it's gotten over the 200-day was right after its crazy earnings at 75. It's got a big way to go to get over the 200-day, and you just don't have the confirmation. But on the four-hour algorithm, it does uh, have you um, uh, buying at 54.95. Now, this one, uh, the algorithm saves you because it loses you 77%, whereas if you bought and held, you'd lose 80%. So um, another one that is recent that I brought up is WBD, Warner Brothers. 
uh, Paramount Global. They these guys announced earnings. They kind of dipped down. Warner Brothers that they're, they're moving to Max, and the the explanation by uh, Zasloff on Friday or Thursday, wherever whenever it was on that I saw an interview with him, it didn't make sense. I mean, why do you cut out HBO? You, HBO is so well known, and they cut it out of their marketing. They're now going to be known as Max. I just don't get it. I don't get that decision. Um, but is it a good stock? Well, if you go to uh, WBD on Finviz, you can see the forward PE is 18. Um, I listened to a great interview, or I'm sorry, a podcast from the Sunday New York Times. It was on the, uh, the writer strike and how streaming has killed writing and how the average writer uh, now only has eight episodes whereas in previous years, it was 26 episodes. Um, so writers are having a harder time finding jobs, keeping their jobs, blah, blah, blah. Um, but with writer strikes, I, I think you continue to, to see downside on these. Uh, even Netflix, Netflix had a cross-up uh, here at 322. But I, I'd say you wait for under 300 or closer to 300. It might get to 300. With the writer strike, it's just so hard. For these guys to produce comment content, um, one that crossed up is Mastercard. Uh, M A is the symbol, and this is a secondary cross up. This one has just been on a tear. Three forty eight was the buy in on March twentieth, and it's now at three eighty four. You've got your ten percent. Don't be greedy after earnings. I mean, their earnings were just stellar. Um, Mastercard trades in line with Visa. Visa did not have a cross up, not yet. You're still out of Visa, but if you wanted to get into Visa, I'd say two. Anything close to 200 is good on Visa. 231 to me, eh, it's a little extended. A little extended. Uh, Boeing is under 200. Uh, again, all the scans are in the private Facebook group if you want to look at them. If you want me to look at a chart, just post that you want me to look at a chart, and I'll post it in the private Facebook group. Um, Boeing, under 200. Bank of America at 28. That's a $30 stock. Cleveland Cliffs, back over 15. It's up 1%. Costco is under 500. I say anything under 500, I think you're good on Costco. Disney back over 100, you could probably sell it and pick it up under 100 if you wanted to. Devon Energy at 51, we said anything under 50, I think it's absolute steal on that one with a 9% dividend. Um, Goldman Sachs is creeping towards 300. It's at 327 as the banking crisis continues. Meta down at 230. I think if you can get this in the 220 handles, I think you're doing well. Uh, Moderna had their earnings. That's just hype trade. I think it's over with their earnings. Uh, Microsoft at 309. Wait for it under 300. Uh, NVIDIA 285. I think you can wait for that one to get in a 270 handle. Oxy is over 60. I think you sell it over 60. I think you buy it in the 50s. Um, uh, Qualcomm 108. I think you buy that one. I think it's $120 stock in a good chip sector. Uh, Roblox 35. Um, this is up 2% in pre-market. I think it's a $40 stock. Shopify, I think you wait till this one comes down to the 50s. It's trading at 61.71. Uh, Snowflake at 159. I think you get it before it goes to 180. I think 150s is decent on Snowflake. I think 140s was better. Um, the chart on this one, uh, you can see 148, the buy uh, last week, two weeks ago. I don't know when it was, 148. Uh, I own this one. I think my average purchase price is around the 160s, 170s. It'll get back up there. Uh, Target at 157. I think this one's just 
I mean, their inventories are done. You had a cross up here at 156.35. I think that's a good one. We talked about Tesla. Uh, I think if you can get this one in the 160 uh, handle, I think that's a great buy. Um, let's see, Uber, uh, I think 37. God, I, I don't know that it's coming under 30 again. Uh, Lyft had their earnings. It was horrible. Uh, you got this gap here between 32 and 34. I think you wait till it gets under 35. Um, UNH, about ready to go over 500 again. Your boy here has it at 485. I bought it at 485. Uh, Walmart, eh, you know, Walmart is one of those that I think you wait till it gets to the 130s, but it's a buy and hold. This honestly is just probably should be a savings account. Uh, Exxon. I talked about Exxon a little bit. I just don't think that you buy it here. I think you wait till it gets closer to 100. Am I selling Exxon? I don't know. I mean, oil is just starting to, to pump up. You've got the summer driving season coming up. You've got an OPEC meeting next week that's taking place in person. So uh, I think that's there. That That's a little bit, eh, yeah. Um, some of the insider buys you can take a look at. Take a look at those. I gave you enough. I think you've got enough to go on. Uh, I'm going to quit this one. Uh, I will be back tomorrow at the standing desk. I will do more uh, analysis tomorrow, and I'll let you know. If you have questions, the Facebook group, you're as where can I find the Facebook group? Go to the link tree in the description. There is a link tree in the description. Look at my photo up at the top. There is a Facebook uh, button. It is a uh, icon just below there. You will find the Facebook. You will find the Instagram. You will find uh, the YouTube. You will find everything that you need to hit me up on the socials, Twitter, my email address. If you don't have any socials, you can email me. Sherry doesn't have any, uh, any of the, the social media. She emails me. It's great. I mean, I, I give you access to everything, every way and shape and form to get in contact with me. Um, uh, let's talk about the sponsor, Visible. If you're paying for more than $30 a month for your phone bill, uh, go to the link below, sign up. You can get an eSIM. I mean, just use the link below. It's $20 off. And for now, I think the lowest plan, which is what I personally have, is $25. Uh, if you sign up for the link, you get $20 off. So your first month is $5. If you're paying, say, $45 a month to T-Mobile for unlimited service, try Visible for $5. See what your uh, speeds are comparable to. Uh, you know, is $25 a month better than paying $45 a month, saving $20 a month? Uh, what's 20 times 12? Uh, let's see. Oh, what's 20 times 12? It's 240. Two, can you save $240 a year? Put $240 a year into Apple and look at those returns in the Facebook group. Look at what you have over 10, 15, 20 years. You know, $240 a year, it'll compound, it'll add up. So again, try Visible. Um, uh, it's in the link down below. You'll save $20 off your first phone bill. As long as it's still $25, sometimes they go up to $30 a month. Um, but it should be $25 a month now because I think they just reduced the price. If you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Thanks, you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow.